Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Yeah! Hour number two. Crazy if you let it. You like that, huh? You like that. My name is Tony Cicada. This is the Weekend Fantasy Update. We're here absolutely getting it done. Joe Galena will be back next week. The son's winning an academic award. He's a proud dad. He's making it happen. You gotta love when that stuff happens. So, uh, congratulations to the the family, the family of Joe Galina, they're getting it done. I'll tell you what else is happening today. The Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby. The greatest two minutes in sports. Is that accurate? I think it's pretty accurate to tell you the truth, though. Because you look at it, and if you ever go to a live race... It takes forever for these races to go off in horse racing. Like, there's 40 minutes between every race. And then they, get, they start putting them into the gate. And the anticipation keeps building and building and building. And then they go around the track. And you always got hope. You always got hope. Until the race is about half over. Then you start figuring out, oh, what the hell? And I think when you look at today's race and you look at the Kentucky Derby, with so many horses in the field, there's always a shot. There's always a shot. Here's what we got going on in the Kentucky Derby today. If you guys do any offshore betting, you can bet on the Derby. We got OTB betting, you can bet on the Derby. If you guys got a racetrack, this is what I do. I go to the dog track and I go and I bet the race and then I leave and I watch it at home because it's kind of crazy when you're at the track so here's what we got today the number one horse is Ferenz Fire Ferenz Fryer and on that is Paco Lopez is the jockey Paco Lopez and in this form he has not he has not raced well as of late. And the derby distance is well beyond anything that he's ever run before. This guy is not going to win. And he's not going to be part of the finish. So Ferenz Fire is a guy that I will just cross off. Number two, Free Drop Willie. Free Drop Willie. 30 to 1. Robbie Albertado. 
is the horse. And uh, he is a guy that came up to third via disqualification in the Bluegrass Stakes. But that's his best. He got moved up to third. He's uh, not looking great. So the first two horses in this race, we could probably cross off our list. Next up, Promises Fulfilled. Promises Fulfilled. He is one that's going to try to get out to the early lead. Now, these horses never seem to hang on and take home the Kentucky Derby. I don't think that changes today. Um, The Fountain of Youth Stakes. He was a favorite. Didn't come through. Promises fulfilled. Next up, number four, Flame Away. Flame Away. 30 to 1 in this one as well. But they have a running score, which they use mathematics to attribute these horses. And he's at 93. The top horse in this race. Justify is at 107. So he's down the earlier spectrum. Next up, number five. Low, no, number five is not my guy. I get a little excited. Number five is Audible. Audible is the horse that won the Florida Derby. The last two Florida Derby winners have won the Kentucky Derby. So he's ready to go, and here's the thing. Here's the big thing. Jockey Javier Castellano chose to ride Audible, who's going 8-1 to one over another horse in this race, Bolt Dioro, who is also 8-1. to one. You would think if anyone knows, it's the jockey, right? And the jockey's going with Audible. So if you believe in Javier Castellano, he chose Audible. Will you? Number six is good magic. You got to have some good magic in your life going off 12 to 1. He was solid in winning the Blue Glass Stakes, he's been training well. And Bluegrass Stakes, they thought the competition wasn't great. They thought it wasn't great. But a win's a win, baby, right? You can't beat who doesn't show up. Some good magic. I like that. Number seven is Justify. He'll be, he could be the favorite today. He could be the favorite. Now, he hasn't run a lot of races. He didn't run any races as a two-year-old. So everybody looks at this horse. I believe he's purchased for five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred grand for this horse. Now you look at that. 
And you say, hmm, follow the money. Follow the money in life. That's the way to go about things. Mike Smith, one of the top jockeys. The trainer is Bob Baffert, one of the top trainers. Winston Farm, absolutely. All the pedigree is there for Justify to absolutely get it done. Next up is my long shot pick. Lone Sailor. Lone Sailor. He ran well at the Louisiana Derby. And a lot of people think that he hasn't raced the top competition. But he ran his best time April 19th in a practice. Lone sailors, 50 to 1. I'm taking a shot. I'm taking a shot with the lone sailor. Number nine, Hofberg, 20 to 1. He's lightly raced as well. People are liking him as a God, it's not a favorite. Could be there in the end. And think that this horse belongs in this company. And he's 20 to 1. Next up, my boy Jack. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jump over the candlestick. My boy Jack is the most experienced horse in the race. And he's in every race that he races. But the public not jumping on my boy Jack. He's at 30 to 1. 30 to 1. And he's got Kent DeSormo on him. One of the top jockeys in all of horse racing. Next up's the 11, Bolt Dioro. 8 to 1. Bolt is the coolest, though. Jockey chose not to read so with Bolt. He went elsewhere. So Victor Espinosa gets the ride in this one. He finished behind Justify in the San Antonio Derby. And people have liked the way he looked coming into this race. And they believe that he's actually a bargain. So if you got some trifectas today, you got some superfectus, you want to have a little exposure to Bolt Dioro, who was disgraced by his jockey who left to race on another horse. Does the horse have pride? Does the horse say, hey, it shows to go to another horse. I will show you. Pete, do you think the horse has pride? Oh, I would hope so. Do you like horse racing? I do. I watch it when I can. Is it the fastest two minutes? Is it the best two minutes in sports? Hmm. I don't know. What about what about like the last two minutes of double overtime and the Stanley Cup final, game seven? See, that's that's interesting because you don't really know if it's the last two minutes, right? Right. Very true. Mm. 
That's true. We'll we'll we'll, we'll table this till we come up with an answer. All right. And then number twelve is enticed. Enticed. Now, enticed was in a big matchup. He went step to step with Vino Rosso, and he lost out later in the race. And he could be there and at thirty to one. Not a bad shot there. Not a bad shot. No, where's the stick in the eye? Next up to thirteen is Bravazo. Bravazo, fifty to one. Luis Contreras on board, and. He uh, got outmatched in the Louisiana Derby. So he's not getting it done here. Next up is very, very interesting. Arguably the best horse in the race is Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn is from Dubai. And we've never had a horse from Dubai come over and win the Kentucky Derby. So... Two schools of thought here. He has raced on dirt before. Does he come over and win in Kentucky and be the first horse to do so? That is the question. He's only raced one race on dirt, and he won by 18 lengths. 18 lengths. I still think I have to go with history where no horse has come over and got it done. I look for him not to get it done. Number 15 is installed regard. And uh, you got it going off at 50 to one Santa Anita Derby. He raced in, couldn't keep up with the speed early in the race and didn't compete. Number 15 is Magnum Moon, 6-1. to one. Magnum Moon. People are all over the place on this horse. I've seen a lot of the top handicappers uh, walk away from Magnum Moon. And yet there are other people that think that he has a shot, a live shot. And he's 6-1, to one, so he has to have some sort of shot. 17 is Salamin. Um, he's a guy that stays off the pace and tries to come for it at the wire. I think when you have this kind of talent, it's going to be a little tough to do that. And Bob Baffert is the trainer, and Flavion Pratt is the jockey. Next up, Fino Arasso. He had a slow start and then came on like gangbusters to win the Wood Memorial. And that is what we're looking to do today. Come from the pack, Vino Rosso, and get it done. Get it done. Next up is Noble Indy in the 19. He improved quite a bit his last time out. They added blinkers for all the people out there. What's blinkers? They put those things on the over the eyes so they can't see the crowd. They can't see the other horses. They can only see straight ahead. And it seemed to work for Noble Indy. Are those called blinders? Uh, they call them blinkers, but blinkers. See, when you yeah. said that, it made That's... me, it made me, it made me feel, it made me think that they put directional signals on the horse. Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? 
Yeah. Because I thought the same thing. I, I, I guess I had that but name wrong, huh? I'm looking up. Uh, I have my notes here, and I have blinkers. But blinders seems like it would be. Right. I always thought they were called blinders, but I, I, I have to be mistaken then. If, if uh, Oh, it actually is blinkers because I, I just looked up the word blinkers. And here's the, uh, here's the result. Blinkers, sometimes known as blinders, are a piece of a horse tack that prevent the horse from seeing. Um, so I was kind of right. So the, it was also known yeah, as a blinder. So huh? All right. Yeah. And, and, and blinders make more sense. Yeah, like I said, I thought I thought the guy had like a directional signal. He pop it on if he's passing someone. You know, I'm moving in. I'm moving on up to the east side. Let me ask a question before. I'm going to ask Pete a question when we come back. There's a lot of people out here in the world today that bitch and complain about a lot of things. Is horse racing something that should be bitched and complained about? Stay tuned for more on the weekend fantasy update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. My name is Tony Zagata. Joe Galena. We'll be back next week. We're breaking down the Kentucky Derby. But here's my picks where I'm going to go with the Kentucky Derby. I am going to go with the number seven. The number seven, Justified. The Justified. And we're going to go and take a look at him and use him in this race with Audible in my two spot. And then I'm going to go and use Lone Sailor. So I'm going seven, five, eight in today's Kentucky Derby. Take that advice for what it is. If you want to try to get rich, try to get rich. If you want to try to get broke, get broke. But just do it at your own peril. Now, Pete, one of the things with horse racing is we live in a society where people have uh, taken greyhound racing and made it illegal in a lot of sports as they thought the greyhounds were abused. The circus has got rid of elephants because they feel like uh, they were abused and they shouldn't be in captivity. How do you feel about the horses? Are they being mistreated by uh, being whipped down the stretch? Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with it that much. I, I understand that it's it's horse racing and that's how it's been done for years. But you know, you you are causing the horse pain, and that's why they are running faster down the stretch or trying harder. So, you know, I, I got to be on the side of the. Uh, the animal rights people and saying, you know, that, that you shouldn't be brutalizing an animal just for the for the the purpose of sport or for winning a winning a purse. So you think, and, and you know, here's the crazy thing: 
I think we could do the whole horse racing without the whip. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, you know, I you know, there's 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 horseback riding that there's no there's no whip involved. There's there's you know, you jump the the gates and it's a, it's a recreational thing. Um, you know, I can't speak on how the horses are treated in the stables outside of what you see, but when you see horseback riding, it doesn't look like the horse is being uh, mistreated in any way or, or in any pain carrying whoever is on it. Um, however, with the horse racing, you know, especially with the whipping, it, it, it does look like there is something that needs to be done with that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's one of those things. Is that when you look at it, though, I don't know if there's a way to police it. Because then what we're going to have happen is we'll probably have the jockey kick the horse, right? If you got no whip, he's got his uh, feet in his little mount. And maybe he gives him a little kick. Mm. Or maybe he gives a little slap to the side of the head. Like, I don't know what was going to – like, I don't know how to totally police it. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's the issue is policing it. So then so then the, the argument comes up, do we still have horse racing if you yes. can't police – that kind of harm to the horse. See, I don't get the circus thing, to tell you the truth. I have no... Like, the circus thing, to me, is insane. Because when these elephants are running wild in the captive, they're being hunted down, and their tusks are being taken. The elephants are being killed. So, why was the circus such a bad thing for them? Well, I, I mean, I think it was proven that the circus was just mistreating the animals, and they were doing things that were very inhumane to either get them to do tricks or um, to save money, maybe not feed them as much and put them in, in close encounters. But but look, obviously, Tony, there's much more things worse than the circus. Like you said, there's poaching, there's there's hunting yeah. and, and stuff like that. So tell the circus people to clean up their act. Absolutely. That's it. I mean, jeez. I don't know. We got we got those those situations. I feel like this is a good weekend fancy update. Like we're solving a lot of the world problems today. Well, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get those circus circuses animals back there. And here's the other thing: like when you get to be an adult, like one of the things when you get to be a grown adult, it's hard when you're single to meet other women because everybody works, people have kids, and things like that. And I bet it's hard for elephants to meet other elephants. And when you're at the circus. There are women elephants and there are male elephants, and you hang out together and you spend a lot of days on the road. I would think it's easier for elephants to mate than a lot of uh, average adults. So you're thinking the circus? So think, you're thinking the circus is a nice dating service for, yes, for elephants? For the elephants. Hmm. Yeah. You never thought about that? No, nah, you know I haven't. But you know, there's an app for everything, so maybe the circus should make an app for <laughs> elephant dating. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that is you know, one of the finer things that we could actually have. When it comes to sports, this elephant mating um, would be amazing. You know, that's crazy. Like, I always wonder sometimes about some of these animals and how they go about the mating process. And I think the elephants just, like, get up on the back of another elephant and they go from there. Like, I don't think they... Yeah, I don't I don't like, know the specifics. Yeah. I mean, technically, I, I like, technically, if you want to think about it, there is some sort of television show. It's not about elephants, but The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you pretty much know what that show is for. So we do have some sort of recreational way of watching people date and stuff like that. So that it, it's been done. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, we've got something going on here uh, for the people out there. So we got, sure we got to get, get Galena yourself. on the line, see if he can have, have contribute. some matings. Yeah. I will, situations I think, there. He might, he may have a couple stories. I don't know. Yeah. Joe seems like it's always the guys you least expect. 
that watch the craziest things. And <laughs> it's one of those things. I always wondered about this. When you die, like one of the worst things is like you die and people are sad. But then they start going through your stuff, right? And you got to remember, and nobody plans on dying. Like, there are a few people. Like, you could have a terminally ill and, you know, don't have long to live. But for the most part, you don't plan on dying. You got to think about the stuff you're leaving around. Like, if you go this afternoon and you go to Walmart and all of a sudden the bike from the bike rack high up falls on you, hits you in the head and kills you. What do you have in your draw that you don't want your family to see when they're anguished because you died in a horrific accident? And secondly, what happens like, it seems like when people die, somehow relatives get into their Facebook account because there's always something about, oh, Johnny uh, is no longer with us. Please send flowers. So somebody got in that Facebook account. So if you're trying to, you know, hit on another woman or you're hitting on your wife's sister, that stuff's all going to be found out after you die. Yeah, yeah, hitting on your wife's sister, that's definitely something you don't want to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, there, there's, there's always a trail of, of what, you know, I don't say what you've done, but I mean, like you said, you know, if there's something in your drawer or something in your Facebook messages, you don't want certain people to see. So, you know, I mean, I feel like it's a little unavoidable because, like you said, no one plans uh, to pass. Well, that's the whole thing, though. I think the bottom line is treat every day as you're going to die and don't leave stuff around that you don't want other people to see. So if it's out there, this is why. I believe in the long run, Joel Steen has eight fireplaces. Because when Joel dies, he doesn't want people to find certain things. And he lights it up in his fireplace. Now, do you think he has so, a you think he has a hidden fireplace that he doesn't want people to find out about? It's like, what happens if someone finds a hidden fireplace? Yeah, the hidden fireplaces. Uh, he definitely has a hidden fireplace. You know, it's the craziest thing. I'm going to tell you a story. This guy just died who was a friend of mine. And he was a DEA agent at one time in his career. He'd been retired for a while. And um, he was on disability. I think he he was running through a backyard chasing someone. And someone was waiting with a baseball bat and hit him with a baseball bat. And then he never worked again. But he was crazy. And I went to visit him down in the Fort Lauderdale area. And he goes, you want to go out with me this morning? Uh, We got to pick up some trash. I have no idea what that means, but I'm thinking we're going to get some robbers. We're going to throw them in a police car. I see. You thought you were going on a job. Yeah, but no, here's what really happened. We had a van and we had trash in the back of the van. And we went and we took drug suspected drug dealers trash and we put our trash there so they wouldn't know their trash was missing. So you and we swapped out <laughs> drug dealers trash that's nuts. at five o'clock in the morning. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. 
Like, imagine and, and waking up, was. like, even if you weren't uh, taking drugs or a drug dealer, you just wake up and just see someone swapping trash, like, across the street or something. Like, what do you think? <laughs> what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, wow, was that trash not good enough? So he's switching it with something else? Like, what? Yeah. Now, wow, that's, uh, that's intense. Other, and here's the other thing. This guy, like I said, he was kind of crazy. I think that, why is he just taking... Like his friend to swap out trash. Like if they go to court and say, "Oh, whose fingerprints is on this trash?" It was there was mine. Like he never gave me any gloves uh. or anything. I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" Because now I watch these these police shows and I am right. saying, "Oh my god!" So now, so now you're an DNA. expert on all this. Yeah, DNA. And- yeah, my DNA is on that bag, right? And um, and I'm going from there. Yeah, and then also we were at and he had to go to the ATM, right? And he goes, if if you this is not a good part of town. If you see anyone uh, around the ATM looking at me, uh, reach in the back in that bag and just pull out a gun and shoot it in the air. I've never shot a gun in my life. That's just a thing you say, I guess. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Shoot it in the air. I, I've never shot a gun in my life. I would probably shoot myself. I, I wouldn't even attempt. I would just... I would yell at the guy, hey, hey, look behind you. That, that's, I mean, I wouldn't even. I'd beep the horn. Yeah, I, I, even... I, I would never go for that plan, ever. No. Then, I also was at a New Year's Eve party one time, and the South's a little weird. Like, I have people that used to live across the street from me. Three of them. They never had a job. No job. They sit in their garage and watch TV in the garage every day. Like they got a TV on the wall in the garage, like it's a room. And they drink beer all day. Nobody works. And I'm like, how the hell does that happen? Why is the garage the first even, place you want to put the TV? I have no idea, but it happens a lot down here. Then the 4th of July comes. We've got the fireworks as they've been drinking all day. Smart. And now now they're going to blow up the street. And again, these people don't have a job. They must have spent $10,000 on fireworks, though. Like, they had fireworks going off for at least an hour, hour and a half straight. And it just got bigger and louder and insaner. And then uh, there was an all-out war on the street as one of them went up came down, landed on one of the neighbor's cars, and not the car started, uh, started getting on fire. That's <laughs> right? not good. <laughs> yeah. And, and then this lady's, like, yelling at them. It's like, oh, my God, welcome to the South. And I'm just sitting there in my lawn chair watching all this and saying, what the hell am I doing here? You're contemplating where you live, yes. Because of yes. all this. I mean, yes. I, Tony, it sounds this. it sounds like you need to put a TV in your garage. I think you need to start fitting in. Yeah, no, I moved. I don't live there at that Got place it. anymore. But that was, uh, and then I had a pool. I had an in-ground pool, and every time the July fifth, I'd have all these fireworks in my pool from them exploding, and, and nobody ever came over to help clean it up. Yeah. Nobody said anything. Well, at it's, least the pool can't catch on fire, thing. right? That's true. That's true. It's a plus. So we gave we gave you your southern update today on the weekly <laughs> fantasy update. 
It started out with protection of elephants, and then it moved quickly into the south and fireworks, and also Drug Enforcement Administration. So if you're selling drugs, pretty sure that your trash is being taken. Um, so make sure you're careful of what you put in the trash. Got to be careful, people. Trash is not always trash. It's always not, well, it's not always your trash. Sometimes it's replaced with other people's trash. So make sure you're, you're cognizant of that. That's what you got to wait out for. What do we got going on in Major League Baseball, you ask yourself? Well, Major League Baseball, of course, has games today. We had the Yankees and Indians uh, that have kicked off, and we are one-to-one. If you're listening on demand, that is probably not the case. Probably not the case because it's on demand. That was the situation when we were live. The Washington Nationals have activated Anthony Rendon from the disabled list. Uh, Rendon has been sidelined since April 13th since taking a foul ball off his toe. He's batting second in the lineup, and Dave Martinez is keeping Bryce Hopper in the top of the batting order. Now, I think batting Bryce Hopper, number one, makes sense because why not bat the guy first? That's the best hitter on your team. And then he has an opportunity to get the most at bats. It makes all the sense in the world. But from a fantasy opportunity, you've lost out on RBI shots. You've lost out on some RBI shots. Home runs, you might have a chance to get more. Stolen base, you might have a chance to get more because you get more times up. You get more times to get on base and more times to be successful. But let's be honest. It also allows you, the first time you're up, to have nobody on base. That's guaranteed. The only one you can knock in in is yourself. These are the things that you have to be worried about. If you're a Bryce Hopper owner, I am a Bryce Hopper owner in one league, which I am in first place. This is going to distort how I predicted my categories. Of course, a lot of people looked at Bryce Hopper as a guy that's never had 100 RBIs because of his health issues. But it didn't deter me from going ahead and selecting Bryce Hopper in one league. Because if you have the talent, you got to get the breaks. And if you get the breaks, you don't have the talent, it don't matter. So Bryce Hopper getting it done. And congratulations to Albert Pujols who reached 3,000 career hits. Going two for four, he joins Hank Aaron, Alex Rodriguez, and Willie Mays in a 3,000-hit, 600-home-run club. So congratulations to Albert Pujols, the only players in Major League Baseball history to have 3,000 hits and 600 home runs is Hank Aaron, Alex Rodriguez, Willie Mays, and now Albert Pool holes. How about that? How about that? The Houston Astros have come under fire recently about their pitching. Maybe they're doing a little cheating. We'll come back. We'll talk Garrett Cole. Stay tuned for more for the Weekend Fantasy Update.
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. My name is Tony Sincata. You can join us every Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Joe Galena and myself knocking down everything in sports for three hours. And sometimes things not in sports because that's what we're here for. We're here to make you a better person each and every week. And that's the way we go about it. So if we have to give you some lessons outside of your life, we do that. Tell you what I need right now. I got uh, the Cleveland Indians and the Yankees going on right now. And they got bases loaded with Jason Kipnis up. I got Kipnis in my daily fantasy. I got the Cleveland Indians today. Come on, man. Sonny Gray is pitching good, though. He had three strikeouts uh, in two thirds innings. He's getting it done. Man, he's getting it done. Sonny Gray, not the sexiest pitcher of all time. Too many fly balls in Yankee Stadium. I thought for him to be successful, I really, really was skeptical of him. And Sonny just strikes out Jason Kipnis with the bases loaded. Are you kidding me? How does that happen? you got to look in the mirror, Jason Kipnis, and you got to want to do better than that, man. You gotta wanna do better than that. I love it, people, when you say you gotta want it. And if you don't want it, you're never gonna get it. Right? Last night, Garrett Cole struck out sixteen hitters. Sixteen hitters in a one-hit shutout. Chris Owens doubled in the fifth was for a lone hit in an 8-0 game. Cole had never struck out more than 12 batters in a game until last month when he fanned 14 against the Rangers. Now he's better than Mark by two more. The 114 pitches he threw tonight were a couple of his career high. The Astros are going to want to show some caution with him at some point, given that they want him to be pitching deep into October. This is interesting because... The Houston Astros pitching staff was called out by Trevor Bauer this week for maybe some cheating. Some cheating. Saying, hey, uh, nobody wants to leave because the Houston Astros, all these pitches have gotten way better than they have been in their career or quite some time. And Trevor Bauer accused them of uh, tacking some things onto the ball to make the grip better. To make the grip easier. And that's why the Astros have had increases in velocity. Have increases in their spin rate. Is because the tackiness of the ball is what people are depicting. And I was a guy that was all over Justin Verlander. I said, man, there is no way this guy's not using steroids. He has improved 
at 35 years of age better than any time in his life. But then I looked at the whole Astros rotation, and I'm like, all these guys are pitching way better than they have in all their life. I said, maybe the radar gun's not right. Maybe the radar gun is wrong in Houston. Maybe it's a couple miles too fast. But now, Trevor Bauer pointing out, hey, you guys are cheating. It's got me wondering, baby. It's got me wondering, maybe there's something else going on here. And Bauer isn't as crazy as we once was. And we once thought. Ferris Bueller struck out eight and six innings for the L.A. Dodgers last night. Three relievers combined on a no-hitter, four-nothing win over the Padres on Friday. Tony Singrani, Yimmy Garcia, and Adam Libertor each pitched hitless innings in relief to complete the combined no-no. Bueller walked three and threw 93 pitches before being pulled and congratulations to the Dodgers on a team no-hitter, man. A team, everybody getting a little piece of that one. So congratulations to her for getting it done. Now, Rick Porcello is on fire. He is what they call and fuego. Porcello hailed the Rangers to three hits last night, one walk, and the lone scoring came on a Noma Mazzara. Ding dong! Run the bases. Yeah, baby. He absolutely is getting it done. And who's leading in Major League Baseball in home runs? Do you ask the question? And are you aware the answer is. Mookie Betts. That's right. He slugged his MLB leading 13th homer, a solo shot in Friday's win over the Rangers. So congratulations to Mookie. Mookie Betts. And of course, yesterday, you had our guy, Bryce Hopper. Bryce Hopper hitting a leadoff spot, launched a solo homer before Nick Pavetta. To lead off the bottom of the first inning, slugging a two-in-run shot here, and he's a guy that's absolutely getting it done. And you know who's hot, and he's probably he can be on some waiver wires for you people out there. And I don't have a problem picking him up while he's hot. He's going to cool off, so you might have missed it. But that is Matt Adams. Matt Adams, not related to John Quincy Adams or John Adams or Julius Adams. For all you old-time Patriots fans. Matt Adams stayed hot Friday against the Phillies by slugging a two-run homer, drawing two walks, and scoring two runs. Make that four homers, seven RBIs over his last four games. Bang! You got Adams, man. You got You got the world by the scrotum. And that's one way to have the world. By the scrotum. Congratulations to everyone. That has accomplished that. And everybody that's wanted that for a long time. Now, news from the National Football League. Blaine Gabbert, favorite to be the Titans' number two QB. Titans Online, Jim White reports Blaine Gabbert in a favorite to win the team's backup job. That's sad. You better keep Marcus Mariota healthy because that guy is the crazy. 
Browns head coach Hugh Jackson reaffirmed Friday that Tyrod Taylor will be the Cleveland starting quarterback. I'm not going to back off this as we keep writing this narrative. Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback of this football team. Things will not change. He continues concerned that Taylor has demonstrated what it's like to be an NFL quarterback. I'll tell you what. You pick the guy first in the draft, Baker Mayfield. How do you have that other guy? How do you do that? I don't think you can. I don't think you will. It'll be interesting if Tyrod can hang on to that job. I got black coffee, and it's very weak today. Very weak. Those reports, Bills tried to trade up with Cleveland in Denver. Bills general manager Brandon Bean was working on how to acquire the number four pick overall from the Browns in last week's drop. I probably talked to John Dorsey more than anybody through the process, but we could not come to an agreement on which was fair. A fair agreement they could not come to. Pro Football Talk is reporting that Todd Haley has total autonomy of the Browns' offense. Browns head coach Hugh Jackson said offense coordinator Todd Haley has total autonomy of the Browns' offense this season. Jackson added that he has trust in Haley because Haley is one of the best in the business. Jackson, who called all the plays to the Browns during their 1-31 stretch the last two seasons, implemented this new approach almost immediately as he was seen working with the Cleveland's defensive backs Friday in rookie men in the camp. Tyrod Taylor is slated to be the week one starter, but even rookie Baker Mayfield should benefit when given a chance now that Jackson is taking the hands-off approach with the Cleveland Browns office. You know what? Todd Haley's a complicated guy. He's a little crazy. But you got to say, you got to say, his offenses have always produced. So give it up and give a little love to Todd Haley. Miami Dolphins have taken up the cause and they've picked up former Jet Bryce Petty off waivers from the Jets. Petty was dumped by the Jets after they drafted Sam Donnell. He lands in a good spot in Miami with only Brock Osweiler and David Fells behind Ryan Tannehill. Owned and not guaranteed $750,000 salary. Petty isn't a lock to make it the Dolphins' final cuts. Damn. Damn. The Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Will not, will not rule out the possibility of Sam Donald starting. Jets head coach Todd Bowles left open the possibility of the first-round rookie. Sam Donald could win the starting quarterback job in training camp. Bowles confirmed the veteran Josh McCown remains as the team starter, but Darno could change that if he outperforms McCowan during the spring training situation. So they'll have a little quarterback competition Going in camp. I like that. I think the only people can get better with a little competition. All right? You can't rest. You can't sit on your laurels. You just got to get it done. You got to want it. You got to want it. Sometimes you can't want it bad enough. Cardinals running back Elijah Penny moving to fullback. He gained 160 yards from scrimmage and two scores last season. He had an impressive feat for a second-year running back who was an unrestricted free agent playing and getting it done. So congratulations to Elijah Penny. And he's a guy that I believe 
is making more than pennies playing in the National Football League. The Cowboys, of course, lost Jason Witten to the booth. And now, according to Sports Days, DFW's John McCoda reports the Cowboys will take a committee approach at tight end. Jeff Swain, Blake Jarwin, Rico Gattas, and fourth-round pick Dalton Schultz will attempt to fill the void left by Jason Witten's retirement. Swain is only one of the group that will likely see the first crack at starting this season. That's nice. Nice. Way to go. The Seattle Seahawks are believing that Earl Thomas wants to play in Seattle, according to Pro Football Talk on NBC Sports. Speaking Thursday in a radio interview, Seahawks GM John Snyder said he believes that contract year free safety Earl Thomas wants to spend the 2018 season in Seattle. My sense he wants to be here, said Snyder. I haven't got an update from his agents at all. There you go. No updates from the agents. Everybody's trying to get a job. Everybody's trying to feel free. Feel like they can be productive in the situation they're in. And you're going to like that from all angles. Seems like a positive there. Where you can get the job on the field as opposed to not on the field. In the in the boardroom trying to win a National Football League job is not always the easiest thing to do. And it's not always what it's cracked up to be. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Sports Update. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here absolutely getting it done as you want to be the one guy that can get it done, and you can go from there. I'll tell you what's interesting about Major League Baseball and where we are at this point in the season. Here are the World Series odds up to date, which you had the preseason World Series odds, and everybody was a little excited about that, right? Well, the odds never become static. Like, they're changing all the time based on some injuries, based on performance of play. And that's one of the things you gotta watch. And you gotta go after it. So these are where you go and find the information. As you go through all the sources available to you and put together a winner. A winner, 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 chicken, dinner, 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 right? That's what you gotta do. It's all about winning. The Indians and the Yankees playing at it today. There's four good teams in baseball in the American League. The Indians, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and, of course, the Houston Astros. Houston Astros. Houston Astros number one. We are the Houston Astros, Houston Astros, Houston Astros number one. I liked those songs back in the day, but it was the Houston Oilers, right? And we just changed it up to fit our cases. I think um, every team should do karaoke during a seventh inning stretch. 
Like, bring them up and have them shoot 30 seconds of their favorite songs and vote for the winner that way. I think it'd be great. There's nothing better than bad karaoke. Well, like when people are bad at karaoke, that's good. That makes you laugh. That makes you get excited. I love watching me some bad karaoke. Because if I get up there, I'd be bad. Now, Pete, you're a music guy. Do you enjoy bad karaoke? I mean, who doesn't? Pizza. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Oh yeah, right. Do you get? I like. I. I'm, I don't. I don't really like it when I see like five, six people in a row that are good. Like I'm like, you know what? If I wanted, to, I would go to like real music. You go singing. to a concert. Give me. Yeah, give me the bad people every time. I, I mean, you have to give them a lot of credit to go up there and sing. I would never do it. But now, karaoke. You, you gotta, wouldn't do it. It's, it's you gotta see the amateurs at work. You're a music guy, and you wouldn't you wouldn't do karaoke. No, I wouldn't. I'm not. I I was uh, in the band. I played guitar. I didn't really sing much, so it was more of an instrumental kind of being on stage instead of singing. Now, when you say you play the guitar, that could mean a lot of things, right? Because we have the electric guitar, right? We have an acoustic guitar. We have a bass, which I think is a guitar. Um, so what kind of guitar did you play? Yeah, so I played electric guitar, uh, mainly heavy metal. So, um, Oh. Yeah. I could play acoustic guitar, and I could play bass as well, but that was my main uh, forte. Have you ever think of uh, joining Gabe Morency's band and maybe filling in every once in a while? Uh, you know, I, I haven't, uh, especially because he's up in Canada. So I don't know if it'd work out yes. that well. Uh, the travel probably is just a little outside of my range, but... You know, it's something to think about, I guess. Have you ever heard of any of Gabe's music? I have not. I think we're going to fit that in in the third hour. We'll figure out how we get our hands on some of Gabe's music, and we'll uh, we'll go uh, American Idol on Gabe, and we'll tell you if Gabe will advance to Hollywood. Stay tuned right here on the Weekend Fantasy Update. Tony Sincata here. Absolutely getting it done. 